Hey, this is Evan Black, pastor of Faith for Life Church, and this is our podcast. Thanks for joining us today. If you don't yet know Jesus, I'm so glad that you're listening, and I pray that this message empowers you to give your life to Christ. If you're just starting out on your journey with Jesus, I hope this empowers you to connect with Him. If you're strong in your connection to Christ, I believe this message will empower you to follow Him. So enjoy today's message. If you have your Bible, turn to Jonah, Jonah chapter 1. Jonah chapter 1. If you've been around uh, for a year or longer, then you may have picked up on this. But um, here at Faith for Life, we're a church that was started from a a much larger church in Detroit uh, called Word of Faith International Christian Center. And so every New Year's Eve, our founder, Bishop Keith Butler, he gives a prophetic word for the new year. And, and every year, I mean, it's amazing. There's a, a big New Year's Eve service that we all got to participate in um, online, and, and it's, it's phenomenal. And so what happens is Bishop Butler gives a prophetic word for the year, and usually this is what God is going to do. You know, th- these are promises of God often. These are maybe warnings or instructions. Um, and, and usually with me going into a new year, what God gives me for us is not as much a prophetic word of what God is going to do, but more of a focus on what we need to be focused on in order to experience that prophetic word that God gives our founder. So this morning, we're going to to read uh, from the book of Jonah. My goal this morning, it's a new year. God can do new things. He can do amazing things. He can do miracles. So, So the goal this morning is to actually get through all of the book of Jonah, all four chapters. And we got less than 30 minutes to do it. So we're going to see if God is the miracle worker, the way maker. No, I'm only joking. I'm only joking. We're not going to read all of it, but we're going to get through all of it because uh, I believe that this is a great depiction and example, and there's so many lessons in the book of Jonah for us to learn how to experience the prophecy that was given for this year. And if you're not aware, the prophecy for 2021 is this is a year of winning and victory. A year of winning and victory. And victory. And so, so really quickly, I'd encourage you to go back and, and on YouTube, you can search Word of Faith International Christian Center. You can see that whole service and that prophecy. But the year of winning is we will, as believers, we will win those battles. We will win those wars. We will win uh, even against those temptations that come against us. But even more than that, we will have victory. Because, you know, you can be winning and then having to keep fight. But once you have the victory, the game's over, Right? So, so in, in a couple hours, the Falcons are going to be winning against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But it's not until the end that they actually have the victory. Until the end, the Buccaneers are going to keep fighting even though they have no chance. Right? Like, so, so, so you could be winning, but, but the victory is also, uh, that's that final stamp of that winning. So how do we, what, what's our focus? What's our job to make sure that we are winning and we have the victory in 2021? Jonah chapter 1, verse 1, it says, Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, again, this is a new year. God is a miracle worker. Um, <laughs> the word of the Lord came to Jonah. And, and, and listen, let me say this. Most of us in here, even most people watching online, you, you probably know the story of Jonah. But we're going to go through this story. And, and we're going to start right here. The word of the Lord comes to Jonah. And the word of the Lord is Jonah's instructions. It's Jonah's assignment. What you might hear in church is this is Jonah's purpose. Right, and, and, and let's not skip over this because this is not just a point. This is the point. This is the point. The word of the Lord comes to Jonah. 
This is where Jonah should get his instructions. This is where he should get his assignments. This is where he should get his purpose. And it's the same for us. For us, if you're looking for uh, instructions or assignment or purpose apart from the word of the Lord, then you're doing it wrong. The word of the Lord should always be our instructions. It should always dictate our assignment. It should always dictate our purpose. And many times it comes through the scriptures, what we can read. But there are also times where God will speak to us and give us specific instructions, assignments, and purposes. But if we're getting those from anywhere else, then we're getting them from the wrong place. And here was Noah, or Jonah's, it says in verse 2, Arise, go to Nineveh. That great city and call out against it, for their evil has come up before me. Now, you may know this, but Nineveh was a very evil city. It was a, it was a large city. It was a powerful city. I mean, and evil probably doesn't do it justice. Like, these people were gruesome. I mean, there, there's kids in here, so I'm not going to go through the details of how gruesome this city was. But they were, I mean, they were savages. They were evil. They, they make ISIS look pretty tame compared to what these people in Nineveh would do to other people and how they treated people. and I mean, they were just, they were, it was awful. And they were specifically um, evil towards God's people. So God is telling this prophet named Jonah to go to this evil place, this place that's not only against Jonah and his people, but is against God and, and God's people. And, th and they're a dangerous people. I mean, they are a dangerous people. And God is saying, arise, go to them, and call out their sin. <laughs> now, listen, we should always get our assignments, our instructions, and our purposes from the word of the Lord, but you know, they're not always fun. They're not always easy. They're not always words that get us excited, like, yes, Lord. You know, we, a lot of times Christians get excited whenever they hear the promises of God and what God's going to do, but we don't often get excited whenever we get words to go to places like Nineveh and call out their sin. Like, this isn't just uncomfortable. This is dangerous for Jonah. Like this, literally Jonah is having to put his life on the line to go into this place and say, you guys are evil, you guys are wrong, and God is not pleased with you. Many of you all know this story. It says in verse 3, Jonah rose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare, and he went down into it to go with them to Tarshish away from the presence of the Lord. So here, Jonah, he's given an assignment, he's given instructions, he's given purpose, and he has a decision to make. Is he going to do what God is asking him to do or not? God's not going to force Jonah or us to do what he asks us to do. He's going to give us a choice. And we have a choice of whether we're going to go to Nineveh and do the thing that God asked us to do or whether we're going to make our own plan, because that's what Jonah did here. Jonah made his own plan. And we're going to go to Tarshish, which is the complete opposite direction. Jonah not only decided he wasn't going to do what God told him to do, but he created this whole plan of, okay, I can buy a ticket to get on this ship to go as far away as I can from Nineveh like he can escape God. <laughs> and, and, and he's like, all right, I, I'm willing to pay that price to get away. He's coming up with his own plan. And unfortunately, there's too many believers that come up with their own plans. In 2020, way too many believers said, you know what? I'm not going to Nineveh. I'm willing to pay the price to go to Tarshish. 
I, I, I'm going to decide that, God, yes, God has told me to do this, but I'm not going to do it. I'm going to go the opposite direction. And even if it costs me a fare, even if it costs me a ticket, even if it costs me whatever, I'm willing to do that because I'm, I, I, I can't do what God's asking me to do. Maybe I don't, I don't really know how to get to Nineveh right now. Maybe everything's different and I'm not even sure if I should still go to Nineveh. But, but God's told me that, but I'm, I'm just going to decide I'm not doing that. I'm going the other direction. Too many of us have made Jonah decisions. In 2020, way too many believers made Jonah decisions to go to Tarshish instead of Nineveh. And, and listen, I don't know that Jonah necessarily was running away from the presence of the Lord or if it was just a byproduct of his decision. But make no mistake about it. Whenever we tell God we're not going to do what he's asked us to do, we are running from the presence of God. Listen, God is full of grace and mercy and love, and he loves you, and he forgives you, and he is so gracious. He is so patient. But make no mistake about it. If you continue to tell God, no, you will be separated from his presence. Not because of him, but because of you. Because of us. If we decide we are not going to do what God wants us to do, then we're going to look up in a few weeks, in a few months, or whatever. You might still be in church, and you might still be lifting your hands in worship, and you are not going to sense the presence of the Lord. Not like you have maybe this morning. You're going to go to God in prayer and you're not going to sense the presence of the Lord. Maybe not like you did this morning. We often don't want to talk about this, but there are consequences for sin. And not obeying God is sin. The the, the word of the Lord coming to Jonah was not a point, it's the point. The word of the Lord coming to you is not just something that you should consider. It is the point. And and because of that, there is essentially a hurricane that comes onto this sea. And, and man, this is a great story. You should read it or go watch the VeggieTales because so far VeggieTales is getting it right on this. Um, VeggieTales doesn't get it all right. We'll talk about that in a minute. But, but right here, they're getting it right. And so, so there's this big storm and everybody's freaking out. And, and you know what Jonah's doing? Jonah's sleeping. Jonah goes back into the back of the ship and he falls asleep and, oh, man, listen, in 2020, there were storms. There were storms going around and everybody was freaking out. It says here that the sailors, they were, they were crying out to their gods, trying to figure out whose God can do something. Who, like, that, that just whatever we can do because our ship is about to be broken up and we are about to die and they're, they're just they're freaking out. And in the middle of them freaking out, Jonah is asleep. Jonah's the one that has the answer. Jonah's the one that's serving the God that can do something about this, and Jonah's asleep because he doesn't want any part of God's plan for his life, the assignment God's given him, the purpose. He's a prophet. He should be the one up in front saying, hey, hey, everybody, that God ain't going to do nothing for you. That God can't do anything about this, but let me tell you about my God, and he's asleep. Listen, I'm going to get to some of the good stuff in a minute, but, but right now, in 2020, there were too many believers that were asleep. There were too many of us asleep while everybody else is trying to call out to their gods and their idols and try to figure out how to stop this storm. And we have the God who can do something about this, and we were asleep. We were asleep for whatever reason. We weren't willing to come up in the front of the boat and say, hey, hey, let me tell you about my God. 
Let me point you to my Jesus. I know this is tough. I don't have all the answers, but let me point you to the one who does. I, 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 can't, I can't give you all the words. I don't know when corona is going to stop. I don't know when all this social justice stuff will be eradicated and made right. I don't, I don't have all those answers, but let me point you to the one who can comfort you. Let me point you to the one who can do something about this in your life and in our world. And too many of us believers said, I'm going to the back of the ship and I'm going to sleep. They wake Jonah up. You guys know the story. They wake Jonah up, and, and, and by Jonah's own suggestion, they end up throwing Jonah overboard. <laughs> right? Like Jonah's like, listen, I would rather die than have to go to Nineveh and tell those people that they should repent. Because they might actually do it, and then I, I can't handle that. He would rather die. So they throw, they throw him overboard. And in verse 17 of chapter 1, it says, And the Lord appointed a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Now, it wasn't a whale, but, you know, it's a great fish. Might have been a whale, might not have been a whale. If you want to say whale, that's fine. Um, it wasn't an apple either that Adam ate. It was just fruit. But, but that, hey, whatever, whatever, I think that's almost irrelevant. Um, but if, you, if that's cool, if that's the way you want to. But, but this great fish, swa- the, the Lord appointed this fish to swallow up Jonah. No, no, no. Let's, let's think about this. Like, let's put ourselves there. There's this hurricane. There's this major storm on the sea. And these seasoned sailors are terrified. They're like, we don't know what to do. We've got to throw all this stuff overboard so our boat will be lighter. We're trying to figure out how to work this out on our own. We have no idea. And then they're like, all right, let's reach out to our gods. And, okay, Jonah, and Jonah what do we do? Because clearly your God is the only one that can do anything. And Jonah's like, just kill me. All this is my fault, just kill me. And so they, they throw Jonah overboard. If you get thrown overboard at this time with a hurricane in the sea, you are going to die. Like they don't have life jackets. Right? Like he wasn't thrown over into one of those little inflatable lifeboats. Like this is, this is Bible times. Like he, he's going to die. There's no doubt about it. I don't care how good of a swimmer he is. He's going to die. This is a death sentence. And he wants it. He's asking for it. And God says, oh, you want to die? And you've talked these people into it? I got something for that. I am so full of grace and mercy and love that I'm not even going to let you die. You're trying to, and they're complicit in it, but I'm not even going to let you die. See, some of the believers, when they woke up from being asleep and they realized, like, oh, this is an opportunity for me to point people to Jesus, but I still I don't want anything to do with that. I, 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 don't, I would rather jump off this boat, jump off this cliff. I'd rather not do that at any cost necessary. And God's like, oh, I'm not going to let you get away that easy because I love you too much. And I love other people too much to let you get away that easy. The Lord appoints this fish to swallow Jonah. Now think about this. Think if the Lord wouldn't have appointed it. This fish, however big it was, like if this fish treats Jonah like it treats anything else that it consumes, Jonah's dead. If this fish just chews, Jonah's dead. Right? Like if this happens the way it would normally happen, then going into a fish is also a death sentence. But God is so good. He is so miraculous. He is still in the miracle working business that he appoints a fish because his prophet wouldn't do it. Because his prophet was disobedient. He knew the fish would do it. 
fish probably doesn't have a chance. I don't know about fish and free will and all. That. But, but, but he appoints this fish, and this fish swallows Jonah. And now Jonah's in the fish, and clearly, I mean, he thinks he's going to die, even though he hasn't yet died. In chapter 2, verse 1, it says, Then, then after Jonah was swallowed, after this fish was appointed to swallow Jonah, then Jonah prayed to the Lord from the belly of the fish. Like, come on, Jonah, you're a prophet. Why are you just now praying to the Lord? Why didn't you pray when they woke you up? Why didn't you pray instead of saying, hey, throw me overboard? And I believe in this first Sunday of 2021, God is asking us, hey, believer, why didn't you pray when Corona started? Why didn't you pray when we saw the video of George Floyd? Why didn't you pray when your job started cutting back? Why why are we waiting until we're in the belly of the fish, until it looks like there is absolutely no way, and it's over for us to pray? Jonah should know better. We should know better. Jonah prays in chapter 2, he prays this prayer, and, and he, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting prayer. Uh, we talked about it yesterday morning on our YouTube prayer session, so um, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to that. But in verse 10, it says, And the Lord spoke to the fish. After Jonah gets done with this prayer, the Lord speaks to the fish. Again, the fish is willing to listen more than the prophet's willing to listen. Don't ever let a fish be more obedient than you. <laughs> Come on, fellas, ladies, like let's, let's make sure that God doesn't have to go to the animals to get to us. The Lord spoke to the fish and it vomited Jonah out back upon the dry land. <laughs> like God loves us, but sometimes we make it messy. <laughs> right? like, like Jonah could have just went to Nineveh, but instead he's trying to go to Tarshish. He gets in this fish and now he gets thrown up. Mm. Mm. I, I, mean, I mean, okay, we're not going to get thrown up out of a fish, prayerfully. But when we come to God and we, we're willing to like, come to him and repent and begin to talk to him again, first of all, that opens up the communication lines between us and God again. But then secondarily, when God does get us back out and there is restoration and there is redemption, then many times it's, it's messy. Not because of God, but because we've, we've made a mess of it. We've put ourselves in a position where the only way God can get us back in the game is we got to be vomited out. So if you're not willing to go through any of that, then just know you may stay in that belly of the fish. Or you may never get out of that belly of the fish. But if we're willing to come to God and pray and repent, then God will get us out. But just know it might be a little messy. In, in chapter 3, in verse 1, it says, Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time. Now, this is so good, right? Because Jonah's first chance was simple. Go to Nineveh and tell them about their sin. He doesn't do it. Now, because he's come to God and there's some repentance there, he gets a second chance. He gets a second chance. And what's his second chance? It's verse 2. Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it the message that I tell you. It's essentially the same assignment. It's the same instructions. It's the same purpose. The same thing that Jonah refused and Jonah ran from, when Jonah gets a second chance, he gets the same opportunity. Now, let me, let me slow down right here for just a moment 
This year is, is the year, and this is what God gave me, it's the year of re, R-E. And I was like, God, I'm, I, I, like, I'm not really sure what that means. <laughs> I don't really know exactly what that means. So let me just give you some definitions that I found for re. And you, you probably knew this, but just, for, just, just appease me for a moment. Re means again. It means anew. It means back or backward, according to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary. Dictionary.com, which I'm sure is really credible. I hope is really credible because I like these definitions. It, it defines re as this, a prefix occurring originally in loanwords from Latin used with the meaning again or again and again. To indicate repetition or with the meaning back or backward. To indicate withdrawal or backward motion. In other words, regenerate, refurbish, retype, retrace, revert. And so as God was showing me this, and this is, this is our, our year um, of winning and victory. And our focus is this is a year of re, of again, of repetition, of, of back and even backward. I was like, God, okay, help, help me understand this. And he was like, all right, so. Y'all know you got to know little sports, right, to get all the revelation here. So if you go to a gym and you're playing basketball and you play in pickup, right, so you just pick your five and you play against other five and you're playing and you get beat. Your team gets beat, but you think you should have won. If you get beat and you think you should have won, what you'll say is, hey, man, hey, let's run it back. Let's run it back because if we run it back, I know we're going to beat y'all this time and I can't walk out of this gym having lost to y'all. Like, that's just not going, let's run it back, meaning let's play again, right? Uh, sometimes what will happen is you'll win, and the other team might be talking junk or trash, something like, oh, man, y'all shouldn't have beat us. Da, da. Okay, let's run it back, because I know if we play again, I'm going to beat you. So whether I just got beat or whether I won, I want to run it back. I want to play again because I'm confident I'm going to win. I'm confident I'm going to have the victory the next time that we play. And I believe that this is the year where we get to run it back. This is the year where we get another chance to play the game. We get another opportunity to not be asleep in the back of the ship, but to stand up and point people to our Jesus. We get a chance to not sit back and allow assignments and instructions and purposes that God has spoken to us to go by the wayside and not be obeyed. This is a year where we don't have to allow the fishes to be more obedient than the believers. We get a chance to run it back. You're going to have opportunities in 2021 to run it back, the same ones you had in 2020. But there's going to be new opponents, new opportunities in 2021 that you haven't had a chance to. And that'll be your opportunity to obey God the first time. That'll be your opportunity to go to Nineveh the first time God tells you to go to Nineveh and say, I'm not going back to Tarshish. I'm not creating my own way. I'm not going to run from the presence of the Lord, but I'm going to run to the presence of the Lord. We're going to get another opportunity in 2021. We have another opportunity in 2021. The question is, when we run it back, what are we going to do with that opportunity? What are we going to do with that chance? It's up to us. It's not up to God. God's promised us the victory. It's up to us whether we're willing to run it back. Jonah gets a chance to run it back. So Jonah arises, he goes to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. And Nineveh was an exceedingly great city, so it takes him a little while. Um, he goes out, and, and here's what Nona, Jonah, not Nona, Jonah, I don't even know who Nona is. I don't even know, is that a word, a name? Jonah goes 
and, and here, here's his great sermon to this city that's so horrible that God has given him a second chance to minister to. Like this is his assignment. This is his purpose. And here's what Jonah says. Yet 40 days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. Like what? Yet 40 days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. Like he doesn't say God is displeased with you. He doesn't say here's how you repent. He, he, like Jonah this is a half-hearted effort if I've ever heard one. Like 40 days and you're going to be overthrown. Do what you want with it. Right? Because Jonah doesn't want these people to be saved. He hates these people. And you know, God is able even to use our half-hearted efforts. This is amazing. This is amazing. God, <laughs> like if I was like, hey, y'all. Repent. See you next week. <laughs> like, I'd be like, you might see some people next week, but it ain't going to be me. I need to go somewhere where I get the word. But Jonah's like, yet 40 days and Nineveh will be overthrown. And you know what the people of Nineveh do? They, 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 they fall on their face. They repent to God. They cry out to God. I mean, this is amazing. This is, these people were evil, and God just touches them. And when they get to run it back, they're brand new. They, they, they are saved. They, I mean, they, they, this is a total transformation in the people of Nineveh, so much so that the king calls a fast as soon as it happens. As soon as they're told that they're going to be destroyed, the king calls a fast for their repentance. Now, in 2021, if we're going to run it back, if this is the year of re, if we're going to be winning and have victory, then we need to start with repentance. We need to start with asking God to search our hearts, know our thoughts, point out anything in us that's not right, any areas that we missed it, any Jonah decisions that we made in 2020. And we need to ask God to forgive us and honestly we need to fast and pray. And that's why starting today, we are fasting for 21 days to start the year. We're fasting 21 days starting today. You get to choose the fast. But we as a church are going to fast and pray. Every weekday in these 21 days, from now to January 23rd, we're going to come in here to the sanctuary from 6.30 to 7.30. We're going to have a time of worship and prayer. And I'm going to challenge each of you to be in the place, to sacrifice what you need to sacrifice, to seek God at the beginning. Because, listen, we get a second chance, and we don't want to start our second chance in this high and mighty, oh, I'm good, I don't need to go and pray, I don't need to fast. And no, no, we need to come humbly before the Lord and seek him and see what he will do in our lives and see what he will do through our lives. Maybe you need some more clarity on your instructions, on your assignment, on your purpose. Come fast and pray with us. Maybe you need some strength and courage to not make Jonah decisions and try to go to Tarshish. Come and fast and pray with us. Maybe you're excited about running it back and you know exactly what you need to do and you know how to do it. Then come and be strengthened and supply and bring your supply of the Spirit and help all of us to do what God wants us to do, but let's be, let's show up. Let's be in the place. Let's sacrifice for God to give him the beginning of this as a sign, as an act of submission and repentance. Because if we're honest, we all have something we need to repent from. There's all, all of us have made Jonah decisions. 
There's no better way to start the year than to sacrifice and follow him in this way. So they, they call for this fast. And, and I want to I wanna point this out in chapter 4, and then, and then I'll, I'll wrap this up. In chapter 4, the people of Nineveh, they've, they've fasted, or they're, they're beginning to fast. They've repented. And chapter 4, verse 1, it says, But it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he was angry. See, this is the part that Veggie Tales leaves out. This is the part that the children's books leave out. Jonah, he's upset about this. Like he's angry that God would save these people. He's angry to the point where when you study this, I mean, this is akin to hatred. He's exceedingly displeased. And he goes on to pray to God and, and really to cry out to God and basically say, like, God, this is why I didn't want to go to Nineveh. Because I knew you would be compassionate and you would be loving and I knew you would save them and they don't deserve it. Listen, I believe that there are people who follow Jesus who are not doing what God has asked them to do. Because for whatever reason, they're afraid that God will actually... Fulfill the promises. Maybe it's not hatred for a people that you'll reach. But you're not afraid of failure. You're afraid of success. You're afraid that God will actually do what he said he would do. The results will actually happen. And you, for whatever reason, are not willing to go there and handle that. Jonah is angry He's angry at God for being gracious and merciful and slow to anger and loving. And so again, in Jonah fashion, he says, just kill me. It's like the third time at least in this book. Jonah's like, hey, this is tough. Just take me out, Lord. But, of course, God's not yet willing to do that. And, and in a weird like turn of events... <laughs> When you go through, I'd encourage you to read this, this whole book this week. God sends this plant. This is really strange. He sends this plant to be a covering over Jonah, to keep like the sun and to, to be like a covering for Jonah. And, and Jonah loves this plant. Like he has this like inordinate love for this plant. And, and so he gets this plant and the plant's covering him and Jonah loves it. And then the next day it says the Lord appoints a worm because, again, some kind of way the animals and the insects are more obedient than the prophet. Appoints the worm to come and attack and kill this plant. And so then the plant, like, it dies and it withers away. <laughs> Jonah only had this plant for one day. And so then Jonah's, like, really upset. And then he's like, it's better for me to die. So this is like the fourth time. Jonah's like, just kill me. This prophet this believer, he was given a second chance, and he did it, but he didn't do it with his heart turned towards the Lord. He was so angry, it was equivalent to hatred. And not only did he not do it with his heart turned towards the Lord, but he did it, and after he did it, he still loved the things of the world more than he loved God. He loved this plant that gave him 24 hours or less of shade, more than he loved the assignment God gave him and the people that God told him to reach. 
It's not a plant for us. At least I hope not. (laughs) But is it a relationship? Is it a car? Is it a house? Is it a title? Is it a position? Is it secure? Like, we're going to get to run it back. And we're going to get a chance to be obedient. And that's great. And we need to make sure we do that. But more importantly, God sees our heart. We need to make sure that our heart is turned towards God. So that we don't want the plant more than we want the God. So that the fish and the worms don't have to teach us lessons because we're being hard-headed. God ends this chapter. It's, it's phenomenal. In verse 10, he, he says, um, well, so right before verse 10, he asks, like, Jonah, are you right to be angry for losing this plant? And Jonah says, yes. I do well to be angry and angry enough to die. And the Lord said, you pity the plant for which you did not labor, nor did you make it grow, which came into being in a night and perished in a night. Should I not pity Nineveh, that great city in which there are more than 120,000 persons who do not know their right hand from their left and also much cattle? God's saying, Jonah, if you went from loving this thing to being angry about this thing, don't I have a right To be angry with sinful people and then to love sinful people? Jonah, don't I have a right to love who I want to love and save who I want to save? Jonah, shouldn't what I want be more important than what you want? And this is how Jonah ends. This is how the book ends. We don't know how Jonah answered this. We don't know what else Jonah did or said. We don't know if he then turned his heart or if he kept a hard heart and kept a bad attitude. We don't don't know. We're not told. And I believe this is a question that's posed to us today. Yes, you get to run it back. You get another chance. Maybe it's another chance at that career. Maybe it's another chance at that job. Maybe it's another chance at that relationship. It's definitely another chance to spread the gospel and empower people to follow Jesus. But are you going to continue to value what you want and your plan and your desires more than God's? Because God gives you the desires of your heart when they are aligned with his. So as we get a chance to run it back in 2021, man, let's take advantage of that opportunity. Let's learn from our mistakes in 2020. When we get those chances, let's be ready for them and let's step into them boldly and humbly and allow God to use us the way that he wants to use us. Let's turn our hearts towards God and be so in sync with God that God, I want what you want more than I want what I, I don't understand why you love these Ninevites. I don't understand why you want me to go there. I don't understand why you would put me in such danger. I don't understand why you would take me and put me in a fish. I don't understand why you'd give me this plant and then take it away. Like, I don't understand. But here's what I do know. I want to do what you want me to do. I want to love what you love. I want to hate what you hate. I want to be who you've called me to be. And man, if we get our hearts to that place, then the rest of 2021 will take care of itself. We will see ourselves winning we will see victory not just in us but around us and everything that we touch will be blessed and prosperous let me pray for us well if you enjoyed today's podcast there's a couple things i'd love for you to do make sure to subscribe 
rate, and review this podcast. You can also invest in helping us empower others to follow Jesus by texting any dollar amount to 512-520-0185. Thanks again for joining us today on the Faith for Life podcast.